A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is CMO Moves, the podcast that showcases the human side of game-changing leaders. Hear their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. We hope you'll enjoy their stories and take away a few tips and inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, and welcome to CMO Moves. I'm your host, Heidi Palermo, head of community here at Adweek. And I am so thrilled about today's guest. My buddy, TJ Abrams, CMO of Exos, is here with me today. Hello, TJ. Hello, Heidi. It's always good to be here with you and welcome back. This is it's still early for you to be back. Still early. Yes. Yeah, still getting back into the swing of things, but thank you. I'm so glad to be talking to you today. You're repping the Exos T. I love it. Yes. Very new brand, new brand. We'll talk about that. I love it. And I, you just got to get me one of those shirts. That's all I'm saying, but I mean, we, um, we can do that. <laughs> So, so TJ, you're in Atlanta. I, I spent a few years in Atlanta. Are you from there originally? I am an Atlanta transplant. I've been uh, fortunate in that married my wife and raised a family here in Atlanta, but I'm originally actually from Washington, D.C. Oh, okay, nice. And what part of Atlanta are you in? Uh, I'm right in town. If you're familiar with the, the Grant Park, East Atlanta sort of nice. area, right off the Beltline and just a great, vibrant part of the city, which... Um, it's good for me and running and all the many things I love to do. Have you ever been to Antico, the pizza place? I have. I have. I want to open like a franchise of Antico in Florida because it's so delicious. I'm obsessed. Well, Atlanta's uh, a big foodie town. So uh-huh. when you're back, that gives uh, a good reason to make sure we can connect because uh, we've got some pretty good restaurants. Actually, right here in my neighborhood, there's a restaurant called Gun Show. 
which is um, I've been there. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, one of many, oh. but it, it's a good one. Definitely, we should talk. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of meetups next year, including meetups for the Executive Mentor Program, which will be really fun. And definitely want to get up to Atlanta to gather a group there. So that'll be fun. Thanks so much for being a part of it. By the way, I know we have a ton to cover. I have we have a lot in terms of what's new for you and your brand. We have a lot to cover in terms of first year as CMO. Would love to unpack some of that. So why don't we start with you joining Exos? You, you spent some time um, at Coca-Cola. You went to IHG for about five, six years and became the CMO of this brand called Exos. Tell us about what made you take on that role and even tell us a little bit about the brand. Yeah, for me, the decisions to make moves are always driven by, by two key things. I think purpose and people. And Exos is just a really special brand. And at the time, I made the move in the middle of covid and had this opportunity come help to move a brand that has been traditionally a brick and mortar brand in the health and fitness industry and to create sort of an omni-channel business in, in our next chapter of growth. One that will help us um, reach more of what we call performers than ever before. But in general, it was so special because it's at a time in which consumers in the midst of COVID are rethinking their health and fitness goals. Like, uh, what do I really need in order to be at my best? How do I find it outside of what I'm, I'm used to? And you just saw an emergence of brands stepping up to try to meet that need. And I felt that Exos had all the ingredients to do it. And I could play a key role in helping to tell that story. So has fitness been something you've been passionate about? Is this like a, a, a category that you ever saw yourself working in? It's interesting you say you asked that because I've always been a runner, but I never imagined uh, that I would move to health and fitness. Uh, I'm really driven by purpose-driven brands and just the opportunity to, to drive impact and, and scale for good. And uh, so the brands that I'm attracted to are, are across industries, but but this one in particular was one that, based on some of the many you know ambitions I have, I thought that. Uh, we could scale the idea that connects them with elite athletes and corporate athletes, something that really spans the gamut of performers and scale that in a way with, which was much more impactful. Definitely a hot category right now, for sure. And was CMO always in your plan? Good question. The short answer is no. Actually, Heidi, I didn't know I wanted to be a CMO uh, until about three years ago. And what's interesting is that I've been in marketing for almost 20 years and love marketing, always um, love leading teams and plan to lead a business unit. But because I uh, came from large companies, I always thought that the CMO role was either too far from, from being able to attain it at certain points in my career. And then as I moved up in my career, I started to realize that the CMOs didn't have the um, work-life balance that was really important to me. So it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I actually saw peers of mine start starting to step into CMO roles that I realized there was a different way to do this and to lead the way that I wanted to lead and also impact the way that I knew that I could impact different teams and industries and businesses. That is so fascinating. I was actually going to ask you, what was your hesitation for the CMO role? Because I think a lot of times we talk about CMO being a part of your aspiration, but for many, I imagine many listening to this podcast, that might not be something that they want someday. So the work-life balance, was there any other kind of perception that you had about the CMO role that was kind of a, 
I don't know if I want to get into that. Um, also, for me, it was really important that I was in a CMO role that really allowed me to be a growth um, function and driver in the company and, and not just a communications function. And as you know, marketing can play many different roles in, in different organizations. And so as I started off saying that like purpose and people were really important to me, when I um, decided to make the move to Exos, it was also partnering with Sarah Rob O'Hagan and Mark Verstegen. Sarah's our CEO and Mark's our founder president, but these iconic leaders who really saw marketing as a true growth function for the next five years of our, our business ambition. And that was important to me and what attracted me to this opportunity. That's awesome. And so let's, I can't wait any longer. Let's dive into all the work that your team has just put out to the world. Just recently, you guys unveiled not only a new consumer campaign, but a rebrand. Yes. We uh, actually just launched last week a a brand refresh. And this is holistic across our business. It started with not just our purpose and vision and really stepping back to modernize and evolve where we've been to really make sure that it was aligned with the ambition that we have moving forward. But we wanted to make sure every touch point that you have with Exos really reflected that one Exos sort of vision. And so you'll see a, a new, new channels that we launched through our website, new products, Exos Fit, which hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about, but which will, is the first step in scaling how we truly can meet the needs of performers um, and teams uh, across the country. And then a, a new campaign, which I'm you know, excited to share with you. And hopefully you've had a chance to see, but greatness is a team sport. And it's really about making sure that our belief in the world on um, really connecting in and playing on a team to drive not only individual greatness, but collective sort of impact and communities and teams to share with the world. What would you say was the biggest input into the direction for the campaign? Consumer feedback? Was it an insight you guys grabbed onto? Yeah, it, it actually, everything starts with consumers, right? For us, as we were trying to build a consumer first brand, we took a real um, step back and, and look at where our, the, the, what we call our performers. Uh, these are people who work at Fortune 100 companies, as well as elite athletes. We train over 500 plus elite athletes from Super Bowl champions to Olymp- Olympians every year. But we took a look back at where performers were today and what they really needed. And we realized many people have been in an isolated space. They've had to figure out how to um, still perform at their best, but in virtual sort of environments, we've all reached a point at at various points of burnout and folks are are learning, yearning for true connection from a human standpoint, but also to the things that they love and they're passionate about. And, And so knowing that all that was happening, we realized that there was an opportunity for us to bring our human led coaching expertise to the marketplace in a way that said that there is an omni-channel way to to have the support that you need against the goals that your team or you individually are trying to accomplish and to use data to drive it, but to make sure that human connection piece is central to uh, the product and experiences that we bring to life. So that's what we do and coming to life and Exos Fit, but also some of the new experiences that we're innovating on and bringing to the market. And do you really wear the B2B and B2C hat because you're marketing to corporations and also direct to consumer? I do. Uh, I'm fortunate to lead a world-class team of marketers. I could brag about them all day. Those who were here when I joined and decided to stay on this journey with me and those that I've been able to 
recruit from some of the top companies across the country. But yes, we have a brand and product strategy team, which is literally aligned to each of our business verticals and supports uh, all of the, the growth ambitions of those businesses. We have a communications team that is really spearheading this inside out transformation that we've been leading. So how do we take the 4,000 plus teammates that we have around um, the world and really galvanize them around as one excellence ambition. So they are responsible for internal communications, but also our external communications and CSR strategy. And then a, a content studio team and a growth team that support our strategy. You have 4,000 employees. Is that what you said? We have 4,000 plus employees across what? the world. Uh, that's one of the most su- surprising things about Exos is just because of the fantastic partners and clients we have. We operate in over 25 plus countries, 400 plus locations and 4,000, the best of the best, Heidi. When you get to meet our, our people, you'll realize that this brand is different in the industry and just the humility, the care and of course, as a science-backed, data-driven brand, like we bring real knowledge and innovation to the type of performance practices that we um, build for our, our clients. You just touched on a couple of things that make Exos unique and just the data focus. What are some of the skills from a marketing perspective as you're continuing to grow your team? What do you look for as a CMO? Yeah. So the first thing when I'm interviewing is I'm always looking for entrepreneurial spirit. And, and, and leaders because uh, we're operating in a ever-changing sort of environment and we need leaders who are super sharp and experts at what they do, right? And can um, pivot and think about how to import and export really well and really drive against the marketplace needs, fast-paced sort of environment. So I'm looking for that and that kind of just connects to what I've seen to be successful over the years as I've launched, I've launched big brands and small brands um, across companies and that ability to have people step into different roles and be comfortable doing that has been critical to the the type of teams that I've built in the past. The second thing I think right now, as the um, industry is changing, especially on the digital side, this idea of sort of growth hacking and growth is just a really important skill that's not just meant for the growth team right? It's a skill that uh, you need your brand strategist to understand and have appreciation for. You need your creatives to be thinking about it from a content standpoint and how you support and build. And it really is a overarching theme for the mission that my, my, my team supports and plays, plays a role in the company uh, as a whole. Yeah, those are two really good skills. And then I wonder how that dovetails into like when the focus on growth, the focus on this entrepreneurial, I can never say that word, entrepreneurial approach. How do you set the team's goals and KPIs so that everybody feels it and you know what you're working towards as a team versus it just being leadership's responsibility? Yeah, you set me up perfectly for that one, Heidi, because one of the things that, that I always say to my team when my key mo- planning moments and critical strategic decision points is focus on the mission and not the position, which means that for us as an organization, it's so important to stay close to the business ambition and the goal and to be laser focused on that and to not be um, distracted 
always by um, what may come in the short term and the moves that we will have to adjust and re reflect to, but we have to do it in a way in which we don't lose sight on the overall mission uh, mm -hmm. of the organization. So we talk a lot about where, as a marketing function, we're trying to take the our various business verticals and our partners in a one exo standpoint. But I also make sure through our quarterly planning sessions, our annual summits, the alignment and collaborative work sessions we do with our GMs across the business, that we're staying really close to the, the business needs. And we're constantly uh, making sure that we're supporting the, the business need business need at hand through through that process. The only other thing I will say is I'm a really big believer of a process called retrospectives. It, it's one of the one of the agile light sort of practices that I've brought into to Exos. But that's a, a two week routine, biweekly routine where my team comes together and we look back on. The things that have worked well for us, we always start off with shout outs, recognition, and just making sure people are seen and uh, we're supporting others across the organization is really important to the culture that, that we built on a marketing team. But we also talk about what we liked, what we lacked and longed for, what we learned. And those things, that routine from a culture standpoint helps us to stay really close to the mission at hand and the opportunity ahead as we think about the next two weeks. Imagine a marketing experience so immersive, millions can enter your store and try your latest drop from wherever they are. That's the power of augmented reality on Snapchat. Over 200 million Snapchatters engage with AR every day on average. And with Snap's full suite of best-in-class AR tools, you can invite them to try your product, step foot into your store, and more while driving real business results. Visit forbusiness.snapchat.com OIS to learn how your brand can tap into the power of Snap AR. We talk a lot about celebrating failure and as marketers, we tend to gravitate towards uh, talking about what's awesome that we do, but you learn way more from the things that you fail at. So that's awesome. And I'd love to learn more about that retrospectives because I, I think a lot of people could benefit from that thinking and focus on the mission, not the position. Nadine would have a field day with all the one-liners you've been dropping, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's perfect. So TJ, back to your journey to CMO. I would love to just hear your early days in your career. Fun fact, TJ and I worked at Coca-Cola during the same period, a little overlap in, in when we were there. And we were just saying before we started recording, like what a good training ground a company like Coca-Cola was. And then to go from that to a major hospitality brand, IHG. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Yeah. So Heidi, I always like to to start my story as sort of a the son of a military vet. My dad uh, was in the Air Force Ooh. for, for <laughs> 20 plus years. And, uh, you know, you often will hear me talk about being like brave and trustworthy and disciplined. But if you think about like growing up in the military, that was like inherent and sort of like the home environment that I grew up in and the expectations. And then what I saw as I watched my dad and his, his peers in many different sort of missions and roles across the military, I, I took that thinking into sort of every environment, every community and job that I've taken. And I started off at Lowe's Home Improvement, really um, helping to create the multicultural marketing department in the early 2000s when we were growing 150 plus stores a year. I then went to Coca-Cola and spent uh, seven years there in both North America and global. And uh, uh, as we talked about before, making that shift to global is, is always an interesting one when you're at a big company like that. And then had the chance to move industries out of, from CPG into hospitality 
to lead the iconic Holiday Inn brand and help launch a couple of brands while I was there. And from Holiday Inn, I, in the middle of the pandemic, decided to make the move to health and uh, fitness and am now at Exos, leading this fantastic group of marketers as we transform the industry and hopefully, you know, people's lives through the work that we're doing. And any like standout learnings from your first year as CMO? Yeah, many, many key learnings. I, I will say that this campaign is about greatness as a team sport. Now more than ever, I realize that even despite all the challenges that continue to come our way with COVID, like playing on a team of world-class business leaders across the C-suite and my peers with my CFO and my CEO and CTO, how we partner together, but then leading a group, right? And and playing that team really elevates sort of our ability to go to market. It starts with the people for me is not only recruiting the people, but really deciding to partner and play on a team with the best of the, that's really important. And once you do that, it's also about retaining those folks, right? And investing in, in, in a team. So that's where retrospectives and the culture piece is, is so important to, to where you are. And then I would say my final probably initial thought from this year is really just making sure that brand refreshes our growth imperatives for the business. And journey that we're on has never been about beautiful design or a great campaign tagline. It's always been about how we give this iconic brand in the industry an opportunity to live up to its business ambition. And as a marketing team, we humbly took on an opportunity to tell its story and build the experiences that will allow us to do that over the next few years. I think that's um, such a good way to explain the why behind what you guys just put out. And I know it was probably a labor of love. Um, And you touched on something in your learnings around partnering with your C-suite counterparts. Any tips you would offer others on ways to do that effectively? Yeah, we're still learning, especially in a COVID environment, right? So you have to imagine, uh, I started this role in September of 2020 and did not even meet anyone live until May of 2021. I had never had a dinner, you know, with my my boss or had a chance to even be in the same uh, room. So I think in a virtual environment, communication is key. And more than just communication, collaboration is it, it, truly the aspiration that I'm holding myself to. And I think that as C-suite peers, we hold ourselves to. So in the spirit of One Exos, we, we have one mission and one goal for the business that we're all marching against. And we, we play our unique roles in helping us get there, but we all can benefit from my CFO's expertise. Sometimes he's put on his marketing hat and helped me in, at strategic points. And I've relied on my CTO and our GMs of the business to come into to my function. And I've done the same to really collaborate together and build this business and, and the strategy forward as one team. And onboarding virtually into a role like the CMO, hats off to you. Have you discovered tips or tricks that have worked to get your team um, to have that level of engagement virtually? I know that's always an ongoing challenge and will continue to be even in a hybrid model. How do you solve for the lack of hallway conversations that you would have in person? Yeah, there are a lot of things we do because I'm a big believer in building a, a, a culture which people love and want to work on and be a, be a part of. But some fun things, I would say at, at our retrospective, that the biweekly um, team thing that we do, we actually had an idea which uh, a leader on my marketing leadership team came up with called At Bat. 
So at the end of the retrospective, we save the last about three minutes to randomly identify two people on the team who have the chance for 60 seconds to do what you and I are doing. And so they'll ask the other person anything they want to ask from what their favorite restaurant is to books they're reading to what's keeping them up at night on the business. And we do that vice versa. But what's great about Outbat is it's a way to actually see and learn about your teammates in a total different way. And it's a, a, a very short, a simple way to, to allow people to get to know each other. In addition to that, we, we have quarterly planning meetings, as I, I told you, and, and those are real moments for us to not only uh, invest in the business, but we also always have some sort of personal development part of our, our quarterly sessions that, that build connections. And then we have been trying through when COVID has allowed us with some flexibility to actually give people opportunities to connect in a small teams. And that those in-person connection moments, getting to, to touch and feel the brand have helped us to start to deepen some of the relationships even more. The other fun thing is we have happy hours. Everyone else has tried and, and does, but thinking about the cultural events that are important to your team and, and making sure you don't miss those are, are really important. So Ooh, that's a good tip. Halloween is a big one. And in the middle of brand launch, we just launched this brand. My team's been working so hard and we were like, okay, are we really going to do a costume competition and ask people to, to figure that out amongst everything else? And so we switched it up and we did a, a virtual team competition. So think face in a hole. And we said, you don't actually have to go out and find a costume last minute because you've all been working hard, but figure out a way vir- virtually that you come up with a team costume concept or theme and mentally your face has to be in the image. And you can only imagine the amazing ideas that came from a Harry Potter to Cool Runnings, the Golden Team together, and they actually aged their faces into the Golden Girls. And, and so, just some fantastic creativity, but also a really fun moment for the team to, you know, get to know each other and just spend some time together outside of the work we do day in and day out to drive this business forward. That's a really good tip to not just have happy hours for the sake of it, but really focus in on the events or themes that your team really cares about. Cause hands down, people will show up if it's something fun that they can rally around. That's awesome. And I want to, I want to talk about mentorship a little bit before we wrap up, because I know mentorship is something that's very important to you. Thank you again for being part of the program. Has there been any standout mentors in your career that have helped you get to where you are today? Definitely. Mentorship is so important. And as I think about, you asked me a question a while back about pivotal moments in my career, like deciding when to come and go from different roles. I've always leaned on my mentors to do that. And some of my best mentors are actually former managers of mine. So I believe it it does take a team to really continue to play at your highest levels and and mentors play a unique role in you being able to sometimes validate, sometimes be pushed further than you you would have ever gone had you not had that support and then also champion and and or sponsor your ambitions um, in your career. That's an important part for me as it relates to actually team members that that I mentor today. We use something called a PDP, which is a one pager that professional personal development plan has a brief, a third of the pages, who you are, a third of the page is where you want to go over the next three to five years in short, medium, and long term. And then the bottom third of the pages is your action plan for how you get there. So who your personal board of directors is and how you're investing in your on-the-job training within the company and external sort of tools to get there. 
But that's been a really important mentorship tool that I use because it, it forces people to crystallize really their goals. And I always say, we're all human. Like you can change, it's yours. You can change it every day, but actually putting things down on paper is one of the most important steps in you being able to really being intentional about your career growth mm-hmm. and your personal and professional growth too. Yeah, that's excellent. And I love that for, we should do something like that for the mentor program. Share your form with us so we can copy you. (laughs) That'd be awesome. I think a lot of people could benefit from tools like that because you're right. It just gives you one extra layer of accountability, even if it's something you own. That's awesome, TJ. Thank you so much. And just so everybody knows, we're going to be working on something together with TJ to unpack this um, brand refresh and consumer campaign a bit more. I had so many questions for him. We couldn't possibly get to it all on this podcast. So I asked, and he so graciously accepted to give us a little more insight into the thinking behind the campaign key learnings and things that um, we can distill. So we'll be sharing that out as well. Speaking of the mentor program, one question we got fairly recently that I'm getting different perspectives on is the need to get an MBA in order to ascend to the C-suite. You got your MBA at Duke. I did. School, fantastic school. Love Coach K. How, tell us a little bit about your perspective on that. My MBA experience was fantastic. And I'm a big fan of, especially today where marketing is so dynamic and you need marketers to be able to be flexible, to meet different business challenges. Just the framework for business that an MBA provides to really build sort of leaders in marketing. With that said, my answer on whether you need an MBA or not is really, it depends. And it it, it depends upon what function, what your personal ambitions and desires are. And honestly, the company and future goals that you have within that company and or industry that you're working in. Because every role, there are many functions within marketing today that are changing so much that the experiences that you need to be successful, you won't get in a business school program. But a business school program builds the type of general management and business leadership thinking that can benefit anyone who's willing to invest in that time. So big fan of it, not required. So it depends. Fair. And you got your MBA right after undergrad or did you go back and get it? No, I went back and got it. And I think that was really important. So I, a little bit over two years, almost three years at Lowe's Home Improvement doing marketing there and working in a fast-paced retail environment, building out the multicultural marketing strategy, which was its own sort of new thing at that point. So I was doing everything from CRM to grassroots sports marketing to community marketing. That, biz- that real-life business experience allowed me to uh, really benefit and take full advantage of the MBA experience and not just the classes that I was a part of. But for me, it's always the actual real life learning experiences that you get in a a business school setting that's most important. So I worked on Virgin and I consulted with local startups when I was in business school and all those experiences actually working, having business experience prior to your MBA benefited me in a way that I could actually extract real value out of that quick two years, right? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that. So we're gonna we're gonna be sharing also a, a roundup of some different perspectives on that. So TJ, thanks very much. Appreciate your feedback. I have just two more questions for you. You mentioned something earlier that was on my list anyway, but you said and on your team calls when you do at bat, you ask sometimes what's keeping you up at night. And I actually have loved the past few episodes asking our CMO guests as a CMO, what's keeping you up at night? 
Yeah, I answer it simply and it is, it's my people. I constantly in a remote and virtual environment recognized that I recruited the best of the best, but in order to keep them, we've got to continue to make sure that we're operating with really high EQ, meaning I, I, I understand and we can meet people where they are. We can be flexible to your kids' school clothes for a week. And now you're trying to figure it out, right? In the midst of delivering for a brand launch. But more than that, we enter every year for us as a reset. And it's a new opportunity for us to do our best work. And so I'm constantly thinking about how I'm preparing an environment that allows my marketers to show up and do um, their best work day in and day out. So that for me in, a, in an environment which is still not clear how what post-COVID will look like is it, probably the thing that, that keeps me up most right now. I couldn't agree more. And I think we just all have to stay on our toes with how we stay in tune with what they need versus assuming we know what they need. Um, So couldn't agree with you more there. All right, my friend, this is it. This is the end. Your last question, which you know what it is, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's the secret life of TJ? If money, talent were no object, what would you be doing? So I'm actually sharing with Adweek a a huge secret because I don't think a lot of people know this, but one of my hoop dreams in life is to play the guitar. And I grew up in a home in which my, my dad actually on, on the side was in a singing group and used to host concerts on the military bases. And my sister worked in the music industry. So music's just a big part of our family. But I've always been just in love with the acoustic guitar from Carlos Santana to John Mayer. So I have two guitars, actually. And I'm just trying to figure out, just like some of my other hobbies, how to invest more time to get there. But yeah, if I could do anything, like literally I'd be in a band playing, playing my bass guitar, uh, sitting back and just rocking out. I have to ask, are you any good? Oh, I'm not yet. That's what I'm saying. I haven't invested. Um, and, and, my, and my wife would be sitting here uh, smiling with the side as she's, yes, uh, we watch those two guitars not get the, the love that they should get. But that is a hoop dream. That's awesome. I'm sure you could play maybe an acoustic night at gun show. I'm sure there's some restaurants in Atlanta that would let you, uh, let you um, test it out, but that's very cool. One day, once I get out of this um, (laughs) uh, raising young kids stage, I'll I'll probably have more time to invest. I hear you. Thank you to your dad for his service, by the way. I know veterans day is coming up and I, I too am a child of military parents. So yeah, definitely thank, thank you to your dad for his service. Thank you. Um, absolutely, TJ. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for being um, our guest today and really looking forward to unpacking your learnings from the recent campaign and sharing more. Thanks, Heidi. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues. And please also be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Better yet, leave us a review while you're at it. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. 
Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.